0: Let's con- confess our faith together with the words of question and Answers six through eight of the Heidelberg Catechism. You'll find that on page 873 in the back of your songbooks. Page 873. We confess what the Bible teaches concerning human depravity and the only way out of it. Rebirth, born again from above heaven is the only answer to earth's problem. Question and answers 6 through 8, page 873 in the back of your songbooks. We've learned that we have this problem called hatred living deep in our hearts. We're inclined by nature to hate God and our neighbor. How did we get that? Where does that come from? Did God create man so wicked and perverse? Did this come from God, did he do a poor job of creating us? No. No, God created man good and in his own image. That is in true righteousness and holiness. So that he might truly know God as creator, love him with all his heart, and live with God in eternal happiness for his praise and glory. That's how he made us. Well, then where does man's corrupt nature come from? from ourselves, really, from the fall and disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve in paradise, and this fall has so poisoned our nature that we're all conceived and born in sin. But are we so corrupt that we're totally unable to do any good and inclined toward all evil? Yes. Unless we're born again by the Spirit of God. Let's turn in our scriptures to Mar- or Matthew 15. As we consider this teaching together, we realize it's the teaching of the word of God. It's found all through the Bible, but one passage where Jesus expresses this is Matthew 15, and we'll read verses 1 through 20, particularly verses 18 through 20. Our key here, the Pharisees think that they can keep their hearts clean if they control their environment. If we control the outside, we can keep the inside clean. And Jesus says that's not true. The problem is on the inside. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your traditions? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother. And whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is given to God, then he does not need to honor his father. So, for the sake of your tradition, you've made void the word of God, you hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, it's what comes out of the mouth. That defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard the saying? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They're blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Does not defile anyone. This is God's Word, and may He bless us by it today and the rest of our lives. Brothers and sisters in Christ, God's law confronts little Jack Horner religion, remember? Put in his thumb, pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy am I? That's really the universal religion of man that we're good by nature. We might make some mistakes, but we're good by nature. That false religion that we're good by nature and you should believe in yourself, that's universal And it's wrong, and God's law confronts that, especially the summary of the law. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And when that stares at you, that shines on you, you discover lack of love. Oh, that's the nice way to say it. You discover you've got hatred issues. All mankind has hatred issues. The Bible says, by nature, we're haters of God and haters of one another. That's our problem. It's within. How much we need a savior. How much we need to be saved, not from our circumstances, but from ourselves. That's the gospel. You need to be saved from yourself, and God says, and I give you a savior. I provide for you salvation in Christ. But we want to look at that. How deep and wide is that problem Hatred living in you and me. And what's the way out of that problem? We want to see in Jesus' confrontation with the Pharisees that washed hands cannot save you from a dirty heart. You need a better solution than that. God gave us a perfect start in the beginning. We gave ourselves a corrupt heart through sin. But God gives us a new life. He gives us a new birth. Those are the three things we want to see. We had a perfect start. We did not begin with this hatred issue inside us. Now, it's human nature to downplay our depravity. It's not so bad with me. I mean, I'm not perfect, but it's not so bad with me. It's human nature to downplay our depravity, to minimize our sinfulness, and to overestimate our goodness. I'm reminded of a husband who did the dishes for his wife once and thought he was such an amazing person that he wondered if he had actually done dishes for a whole year for her. And if that doing dishes actually took away all the sins he had committed against her for a whole year. And it made him think that he was an amazing person. And that she should praise him to the hilt. Because he did the dishes. That's really how we behave. Like that husband. Toward our holy creator who made us. We're fallen in sin. But if we do one good thing, good in our eyes, our proud hearts seize on that good thing and we imagine that we're really quite good. And that one good thing should make God be so happy with us and should undo really a whole year's worth of sins. And God should be quite amazed at how good I really am. That's how we view ourselves. That's how the Pharisees and the scribes lived. As we saw last week with the rich young ruler, rich or religious people are more prone to this kind of proud self-righteousness than anyone else it seems. The Pharisees and the scribes, they had a doctrine of sin, you know. They had the Bible, the Old Testament. But they believed that if they kept the oral traditions the, this man-made fence around the law of God. You see, you have the law of God. We don't want to tread upon that. So if we make a man-made fence around that and keep those, that fence, then we really keep ourselves safe from sin, from trampling upon the law of God. So they believe that they kept the oral traditions, which are later written down in the Mishnah, That they could root sin out of their lives and keep it away. They really believe that. That by keeping the oral traditions, keeping the laws about washing hands, for example, and this washing of hands was not about hygiene, it was about ceremonial cleanness, holiness laws that they could keep themselves clean on the inside if they protected themselves on the outside. They could keep themselves clean from the outside in. So if we wash our hands, we can keep our hearts clean. But brothers and sisters, righteousness doesn't work that way. It goes from the inside out. If you do righteousness, that's because you are righteousness. You are righteous on the inside. It goes from the inside out. Righteousness goes from the inside out. Depravity doesn't work from the outside in either. It also goes from the inside out. In the beginning, we did righteous deeds in our first parents, Adam and Eve, in the garden before they fell. We did righteous deeds. Why? Cuz God made us righteous on the inside. He made us in his image. He didn't make angels in his image? He didn't make animals in his image. He didn't make plants in his image. Only human beings were special creatures of God. Act like him, resemble him, think like him. Feel like him. Speak like him. In especially two ways. Righteousness and holiness. He gave us righteousness. We were guilt free right from the start. No guilt. And he made us holy. We were pure in our thoughts, emotions. In our words and deeds we were pure. Through and through. That's the gift God gave us in the beginning when he created us. We got a perfect start as the human race. We didn't evolve from lower to higher intelligence. We didn't evolve from lower to higher morality and lower to higher ethics and from lower to higher ability. No, it's the opposite. We started at the top. And through our choice of sin, we plunged down to lose these excellent gifts that God gave us. But we didn't start that way. We started innocent, started righteous. We started holy. We knew God because he established his covenant with us. What a blessed start the human race had at the beginning in Adam and Eve. And if we had continued to obey God perfectly and had not sinned, And we could because we were good at the beginning. We could have because we were good. Then we would have entered into a state of eternal life with a growing human race, all walking with God, developing creation to the ends of the earth. And God's kingdom would have grown in perfection through a holy race. Righteousness went from the inside out. God made us that way, but we didn't continue to obey God perfectly. When Satan tempted our first parents, Adam and Eve, we chose sin. We chose to turn our backs on God who was our righteousness and life we chose to sell our souls and give our lives to Satan who was unrighteousness and death, corruption. And now, everything's changed so we're corrupt from the inside out. That's what we see secondly. Because of our fall and our first parents, Adam and Eve, because of our choice to sin, we now have a corrupt heart that is inclined to hate God and to hate our neighbor. We have a hatred issue deep inside that destroys us. Our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, our relationship with creation, even our relationship with ourselves. So when Adam and Eve chose the way of disobedience, when they chose to walk away from God, who was their righteousness in life, something terrible happened to the whole human race. Because you see, they are the parents of the whole human race. They are the representatives of the whole human race. When God made his covenant with Adam and Eve in the garden, he made his covenant with them and all their descendants. That if they should obey God, they and their descendants would live forever. But if they should disobey God, they and their dis- descendants would die. That is, live apart from God and come under eternal punishment. That was the covenant. Paul says in Romans 5, the one trespass of Adam led to the condemnation for all men. By the one man's disobedience, Adam's, the many were made sinners. Because Adam and Eve were our representatives, we were there with them in the garden when they chose sin. We were there representatively or covenantally, we were there. We disobeyed God. Their sin is our sin. And the moment they sinned, the whole human race had a double impact. They became guilty, no longer righteous, guilty lawbreakers under God's condemnation. And they became corrupt, their hearts became impure, they lost their holiness. They now fell in love with sin and with doing wrong and with disobeying God and with going their own way. Became enslaved to sin. And so the whole human race now is guilty and corrupt, so that we, we come into life that way from the moment that we're conceived. We don't start off good. And then see other people sinning and then imitate them. We started off good, but our environment made us bad. No, 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 no. We start off guilty. David says that in Psalm 51. I was born in iniquity. I was sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Genesis 8 verse 21. The inclination of man's heart is evil from his childhood. Sin starts in the heart. And it lives in every human being. From the moment we're conceived, we're guilty before God and we're corrupt. We're haters. We're haters of God and neighbor. And as soon as we have the chance to express that as kids, we express it. Nobody has to teach that to us. Oh, our environment can aggravate it. It can encourage it. But my parents didn't make me do it. It lives within. Righteousness starts in the heart and goes outward. But so does depravity start in the heart and then go outward. Washed hands cannot clean a dirty heart. A dirty heart needs to be replaced. Jesus said to Nicodemus, we need to be born again. So what can I do with this problem? Where did it come from? You know, in the nature-nurture debate, we ask the question, did my problems come from my Nurture, how I was brought up, or from nature, who I am within. And the right answer in the main problem of sin is always nature. I was born that way. I was conceived that way. It's who I am. By nature, says Paul in Ephesians 2, we're children of wrath. Not by nurture, but by nature. And nurture, again, can aggravate that and encourage that, but it starts. In me. And I can't blame God. You, you made me wrong. No, He made me good. I can only blame myself. I was there in the garden with Adam and Eve, and covenantally, we together as the family tree, the human family, entered into corruption. So I have a very deep problem. That was Jesus' war against the self-righteous religious folks like the Pharisees and the the scribes who believed that by following the ceremonial laws about hand-washing and by following other outward rituals, they could keep their hearts clean. If they kept their hands clean, they could keep their hearts clean. They functioned as though corruption went from the outside in. Defilement went from the outside in. So so stay away from stuff on the outside and you'll stay good on the inside. And they had very specific oral laws about hand washing before meals. You need to use ceremonially clean water, water that had been blessed. You need to place that in ceremonially clean jars and then take a ceremonially clean ladle, pour that on your hands, and then it has to run down onto your wrists because if you wash your hands this way, it'll come back. That water that's been uncleaned by running over your hands will come back this way and your hands will become clean again. So you have to keep your hands this way and it has to run down on your wrist and then you're ready to eat. Again, not a matter of hygiene, but of holiness. In Jewish tradition. And they really thought that they could keep themselves good and clean before God by washing their hands. They really thought that. It's not so far from good religious folk like us who can easily get caught up in outward performance if I dot the I's and cross the T's of good procedure and religious ritual, if we do things in worship the proper way, just the way our fathers and grandfathers did it, then everything's good. Then God's happy with us. Of course good scriptural traditions are healthy and important. But by going through the procedure and the ritual and a good order of worship, you cannot cleanse a guilty heart. Well, Jesus told them, by washing your hands, you can't clean the inside where your problem is and the The disciples said to Jesus, don't you know you offended them? Like, these are the good guys. These are the religious leaders. How could you say that? And then Jesus just doubled down. What did he say? Again, 18, 19, and 20. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. The problem starts in the heart. And this defiles a person. Out of the heart come evil thoughts. Out of the heart. We can't say, You made me do that. Out of the heart comes murder. Out of the heart comes adultery. Out of the heart comes sexual immorality. Out of the heart comes theft. Out of the heart comes false witness and gossip and slander. These are what defile a person. It starts in the heart. It doesn't go from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. But to eat with unwashed hands, that does not defile anyone. Again, we see just how dangerous religion can be when used wrongly. Because the purpose of all religion, all worship, all order... is not so that we can be saved by works, saved by procedure. But it's so that we can be ministered to by the Lord Jesus Christ and saved by the gospel. It's to help bring us to Christ when we use it rightly. When we use scriptural traditions rightly. Brothers and sisters, we need to see that the problem starts in the heart and it can only be solved by a new heart. It cannot be solved by controlling your circumstances, by controlling your input. Sometimes we have that in our own tradition. No TV, no movies. And those can be good rules. I think we we can appreciate when families make those rules. But rules like that cannot keep sin out of the heart because sin's already there. All we're doing then is saying, let's try not to aggravate that sin that's there. We want to put it to death. But only the gospel put our sin to death and make us new. Our condition is far worse than we realize or imagine. So bad that it's easier, remember, for a camel to shove a camel through the little eye of a needle, both humps. It's easier to do that than for a human being to enter the kingdom of God. That's how much of a miracle my salvation and yours requires. Do we believe that? And so you see, we need a new birth, we see thirdly. A new heart and a new birth. The Pharisees and scribes believe that by doing due diligence and keeping the traditions they could purify their hearts before God and protect themselves from sin and be acceptable in God's sight through their performances. But remember what Jesus said. It's easier to stuff a whole camel through a needle, the eye of a needle, than for a man to do enough good works to enter eternal life. And the disciple says, well then, who can be saved? And remember Jesus said, for man this is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. God can do it. God can do it. We, we say the same thing in question and answer eight. Are we so corrupt that we're totally unable to do any good and inclined toward all evil? And the answer is Yes. Yes, the Bible says there's no one who does good, not even one. The world can't accept that, but it's true. There's no one who does good, not even one. There's no one righteous, Romans 3 and Romans 8. For the mind set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, and it cannot. It cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. By nature, I can't please God. And even if I try to do that one good thing like the rich young ruler, to cancel out all the bad. That one good thing comes out of a defiled heart. It stinks. It's got bad stuff in it. It's got sin in it. And God says, you're going to use that to cancel out, try to cancel out all the evil you've done. You insult me when you think that your one sinful work, which just adds to your debt. Can cleanse you in the sight of God. No. We aren't able to do any good. And yes, we are inclined toward all evil unless, unless, unless we're born again by the Spirit of God. With God, all things are possible. And the miracle of salvation is amazing. Nicodemus, remember, came to Jesus one night looking for spiritual guidance. And Jesus said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, John 3, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, your problem is inside and you need to become a new creature. You need to start all over again. Oh, Nicodemus is baffled by that. You mean I got to enter my mother's womb again? That's not what Jesus meant because the word born again you, unless you're born again you can't enter the kingdom of heaven is actually translated born from above. You've had your earthly birth, conceived and born in sin. But now you need a heavenly birth. You need God through his holy spirit to come down Enter into your life and give you a new heart, a new start. And what is that new birth? Well, it really is the Holy Spirit planting Jesus Christ inside you. That's what it makes it such a miracle. God sent his son to stand in our place in our depravity, in our guilt and with all our corruption nailed to him, though he never sinned, and to come under our punishment. God sent his son to live a perfect life. He loved God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. He loved his neighbor as himself, thoroughly perfect. And the Holy Spirit takes this perfect Jesus, guilt-free, sin-free, perfect And plants them in you, and you start a new life. That's the gift of God. Washed hands can't clean a dirty heart. But the Holy Spirit planting Jesus in you will give you a new heart. One cleansed from guilt, you're forgiven all your sins but also one that's good. He died to make you good and holy. So now you are able in Christ to do good in the sight of God. And you are able to fight your sin and put it to death. That is the great gift with Man, it's impossible to enter the kingdom. Easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. But with God, all things are possible. And you can be saved. So pray for a new heart. Pray for a new start. Pray to the Lord Jesus to give you his Holy Spirit. Pray that Jesus Christ will be born within you. And when he lives within, it remains true. What lives in the heart will come out of your pores, out of your eyes, ears, mouth, and life, and your life will start to change. Oh, we will always be saddled by sin in this life. But he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He will keep going and keep growing in you. Isn't that what you want? That's what he gives to all who seek him in truth. Let's give up on ourselves. Let's stop believing in ourselves. Let's go to God. Let's believe in his son. Let's call for his Holy Spirit to give us a new life. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the answer to the problem. We are the problem. You are the answer. We are sin. You are righteousness. We are death. You are life. Help us then to see. We cannot fix this ourselves. And then to run to you that we might be born again by the Spirit of God and Christ may dwell in our hearts richly through faith and grow in us. Lord, we pray that more and more the life of the Spirit might be evident in us. Thank you. Thank you that in mercy you have come to us to save us from ourselves. We praise you in Christ your Son. Amen.